Now a certain man was ill, Lazarus of Bethany, the village of Mary and her sister Martha. It was Mary who anointed the Lord with her ointment and wiped his feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was ill. So the sisters sent to him, saying, Lord, he whom you love is ill. But when Jesus heard it, he said, This illness does not lead to death, for it is the glory of God, so that the Son of Man may be glorified through it. Now Jesus loved Martha and her sister and Lazarus. So when he heard that Lazarus was ill, he stayed two days longer in the place where he was. Then after this, he said to the disciples, Let us go to Judea again. The disciples said to him, Rabbi, the Jews were just now seeking to stone you, and are you going there again? Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If anyone walks in the day, he does not stumble because he sees the light of this world. But if anyone walks in the night, he stumbles because the light is not in him. After saying these things, he said to them, Our friend Lazarus has fallen asleep, but I go to awaken him. The disciples said to him, Lord, if he has fallen asleep, he will recover. Now Jesus had spoken of his death, but they thought that he meant taking rest in sleep. Then Jesus told them plainly, Lazarus has died, and for your sake I am glad that I was not there, so that you may believe, but let us go to him. So Thomas called the twin, said to his fellow disciples, Let us also go, that we may die with him. This is the word of the Lord. For today's meditation on God's word, we welcome the Reverend Jedediah Mashke. Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father, and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. In my family, I'm blessed to have a wonderful wife, two beautiful, extroverted, talkative daughters, and one strong, thoughtful son who can barely get in a word edgewise when his sisters are talking. We do really love each other, though, and we would do anything to help each other. The family from our gospel reading today sounds pretty familiar to me. In all the gospels, we hear a good deal about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. But poor Lazarus never gets a single word of his recorded. He does, however, get an experience very few people have ever had. In John 11, 1-16, Jesus is out preaching somewhere, and back at the base in Bethany, Lazarus has become really sick. I mean, deathly ill, literally. He's about to die. And his sisters love him, and they love Jesus, so they send a message to Jesus. Lord, he whom you love is ill. When you think about it, they put a lot into that one sentence. They want to get Jesus' attention but they know it's dangerous for Jesus to come back that close to Jerusalem. There's a price on his head, and the authorities are bound to come after him and stone him if he shows his face in their neighborhood. But they know that their brother's life depends on Jesus. He's their only hope. Now, if we were in their shoes, how many of us would try to convince Jesus that Lazarus is a good person, that his life is worth saving? We could talk about the good stuff he does for the community, how he's a good husband and father, a tax-paying upright citizen, how he helps the little old ladies go up to the temple in Jerusalem for the feasts, and how he's always there for his sisters when they need him. But they don't get into any of that. Instead, they appealed to what really motivated Jesus, his love. And it was his sacrificial love that moved him to become a human in the first place. It was love that led him from the cradle to the cross that carried him from the cross to the grave, and that burst the bonds of death as the firstborn of the dead, revealing a resurrection that he now lovingly offers to all who believe in him. 
and he first proves it through his miracles on earth, even raising Lazarus from the dead. So this all seems good and well, but how often do we get ourselves in trouble because we begin to doubt this love? We generally fall one of two ways with this. Either we think that God should love us because of what we do, and because of the ways that we show that we love him, or we think that God will never love us because of what we've done, and we will never be able to make it up because of all of the ways that we have failed to love him. And both of these tendencies in ourselves get us in trouble because they miss the most essential truth here. It's this simple verse. It's really easy to memorize. Maybe you can try that today. It's 1 John 4:19, and it's possibly the most important verse about sanctification, about living a new life that you will find in the whole Bible. 1 John 4:19 says this, We love because he first loved us. Think about that. We love because he first loved us. He doesn't love because we first loved him or because we earned his love somehow. And we don't love because we've been somehow better than people who don't love him. We love because he first loved us. And he's willing to prove it to you. Jesus proved his love for Mary and Martha by raising Lazarus from the dead. And he proved his love to you by raising you to a new life when you were baptized. And whenever you receive Jesus' body and blood along with the bread and the wine, he proved his devotion to you again and again, and again, as often as you do this in remembrance of me, he says. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, your beloved Son befriended frail humans like us to make us your own. Teach us to be like Jesus' dear friends from Bethany, that we might serve him faithfully like Martha, learn from him earnestly like Mary, and ultimately raised by him like Lazarus, through their Lord and ours, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen.